Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Today on the podcast, my guest is John O'Connor. John is a former U.S. Army officer and president of Career Pro. He helps people find a mission for their lives and their careers. Today, John and I talk about life after the COVID crisis. Many people are rethinking their lives and their careers as a result of the COVID crisis, and John and I will be talking about what you should be doing right now. This is a powerful episode that everyone should listen to, even if you weren't affected by the crisis. So, are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by John O'Connor. John is a former U.S. Army officer and president of CareerPro. For the past 30 years, he's been coaching executives and helping people in their career transitions. I met John when I was making a major career change many years ago, and he helped me step up my game in terms of networking and personal branding. With this COVID pandemic having a deep impact on the job market, I wanted to get him on the show to talk about how to manage your career during this crisis. I'm excited to get his expert advice and share it with you. So, John, welcome. John, thank you. It'll be easy to remember your name on this podcast. <laughs> yes, for the first time, I don't have to write it down. So that's perfect. <laughs> so tell us about Career Pro and what do you do? What is it that you do to help executives, people in career transitions and companies? What's your, what's your role in the world? <laughs> My, our role is to get people back to work in a way, uh, I think, and, and really the deeper mission, of I think, is helping people find more of a mission for their career. And it was, mm. of course, a joy working with you when you were working through some of these issues. So I appreciate you even saying that um, because we get to, yeah, I get to be a cheerleader part-time. I get to, I get to work with companies at some low moments when people get laid off or they're trying to real, realign talent, as they say, mm-hmm. and, and people in the midst of career change and questions and concerns. And, you know, it's, it's always a pandemic and recession in the minds of many people who are in transition, but we have to look at it with the glass half full and that this can be a great time of change as it was for you that, that could improve your work life and in turn improve your life. And so that's, that's what's really important to us, and that's why I keep doing this. I can't believe I've done it for this long, but um, at some point, I'll figure out what I want to do when I grow up, but I think this is probably it. Yeah, I think it is now at this point. <laughs> so, what, so, you know, if you, as you look at what's happening in the world, we're in the midst of this COVID crisis, what's happening in the job, job market right now? What are you seeing? It's a realignment, uh, for sure. You know, I just have this belief that we're going to come back so strong and that business will change as it did after 9-11, as it did after the Great Recession, as it did after these times when there's been major interruptions to, to the work and the life of people at work. 
probably none so universal as this. And it's it's shaken a lot of people in certain industries have been, at, at least at the moment we're talking, John, pretty devastated. Mm-hmm. But this has really tested a lot of people and a lot of companies. And unfortunately, this, some of the smaller businesses and the, the real small ones that are fighting have had the toughest time. So, mm. you know, we have to all pull together. It's It seems like a cliche, but there's there's a level of esprit de corps right now that, as you know, from your military background, sometimes under pressure, you see the best come out of people. And I'm trying to look for those those things that are happening, encourage people to follow leaders, which you're real focused on, and leaders who lead companies who are doing the right thing right now. So out of that smoke and fire uh, will be forged, I think, possibly new opportunities. And and if you don't look at it that way, get around people who do, because mm. that's about the only way you can face a crisis, I think, with a lot of uh, energy. And, you know, you could come out of this better, tougher, and uh, be on to something that you would define better as success for your life. Mm. That's really good. I think, um, you know, a lot of people are you know, facing, uh, you know, a downsizing at this point, right? So they, they, they might have been laid off during this time, or they might have, uh, you know, their, their businesses shut down, and they're looking for, you know, a chance to recalibrate, right, come back in the market. So what, what advice would you give to somebody that maybe uh, lost their job during this crisis? And, and what should they be doing right now? Well, I, I would I would bring up three things that I've written about before, but I think these these hold true. And it's you know, anytime you're in a situation, if you I you know I've heard you talk and I love your stories. In fact, we did one this week about the the most. I don't want to do your story here, John. But, <laughs> uh, you know, if there was a fire on a submarine, I mean, that is just like you said. That was the worst, most intense situation. And I know from having been around. Uh, the military haven't been around, you know, a son with special needs who's had seizures and so on. I feel that both in my personal life, professional life, and what I've seen and people are in intense situation, first responders, that you should, you must not panic, but mm. improve yourself during this time. And I, mm. it's a real fight because if you're under stress, it's hard to kind of get objective and enjoy all these free trainings and podcasts and things like that. But that's what I've done. That's what a lot of the leaders that I've seen that have, are fighting through this are doing. They're improving themselves. And I mm-hmm. think number two, real quickly, uh, you know, let this be a lesson to you if you don't go back to work. Now, some people are furloughed and laid off and they're stressed, and that's more of an emergency situation, at least, that they feel. But you have got to make a kind of a commitment right now in your soul or with someone to say, I'm going to create career options in the future that hopefully could crisis proof me if this continues to happen or if this happens again, if, if possible, do that. Mm. Some people don't, they ride that company, they get that job. And it's like, look, I, I don't want to keep reading and keep improving because I've kind of just worked so hard to get here. Why do I have to keep clawing and fighting and getting ahead? And I think you should. And then one more, uh, I do think you should have an entrepreneurial point of view and build either a side hustle or some alternatives that you could pivot to uh, mm. in the future. And I think that's that's something that 
is hard to do when you're working, let's say, 40 to 60 hours a week. You got a family, you got to take care of kids and so on. But create those career alternatives. Uh, and, you know, those are some of the things that I think about and I think people should really give consideration to. I like what you said about um, improving yourself. And, and this, you know, even if you didn't lose your job during this crisis, this should be a wake up call to everybody that what you have is not permanent. Right. And I'll, I'll give you my situation. When I was working in corporate America, I thought, well, you know, I'm a high performing individual. I'm going to be here forever if I want to. Uh, any career uh, decision I have, it will be on my own. And then suddenly I found myself out of work. Um, and the point is, is that even if even if you think that you, the point is, is not to get too comfortable in any career that you're in, because overnight it can something can happen that could immediately shift you out of your role and you're into a career transition not by your own, you know, means. And so the, so I think I like what you talked about the idea of always constantly improving and working on yourself. And um, that should be a never ending process. Is that right? Never ending process. And and right now that you know, another good thing that's come out of this is training, learning has come home to you. There's, there's so many things to take advantage of just right now. And I think this will go on in the future that you could be reading, learning, improving, refining, forging new skills. And, and that's required to me to climb in corporate America and nonprofit world, et cetera, that you would do that. But boy, now more than ever, you have to have that as, as part of your spirit, as a part of your, you know, at least weekly or monthly activities, whether it's suggested by your company or not, this has to be pretty much, you need to book that in. You need to make sure that you have this. Don't wait for an external source or your job to provide that for you. Um, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's a big comeback. I really do. But if we get comfortable again, don't forget some of these lessons I think we're talking I, about. Because, I think it's important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you, you know, you touched on self-improvement, but the, the two things that you helped me on when I was doing my career transition, I think are really important as well is the idea of personal branding and also uh, networking and having a very large network and not letting that network get stale where the only time you call is when you have a problem or a need, right? You want to have those connection points and people that you know that potentially know somebody else, right? Because a lot of times you you end up landing jobs based on uh, not so much who you know, but who they know. And it's those connection points that help you kind of break into organizations, right? Absolutely right. And you were such a good student being a being a guy who had accomplished so much. There are some people that are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't really listen or are willing to improve. I think that's one of the things that I look for uh, and ask potential clients or people that are getting laid off. Like, are you at a point? Are you coachable? Will you, mm-hmm. Do you have that mindset of, you know, changing something, even if you've been on this trajectory that didn't need to build out a new network? You did and you did it right. You also began branding and writing outside of the corporation. It was really interesting to see that development in someone who had, quote, already made it in some people's eyes in the military and in corporate Mm -hmm. life. But I just love seeing that. And even if they don't become an author or a speaker or a trainer like you, some of that personal brand building development, you know, will go into improving yourself, your career, your communication skills. And and really, this is the time to, to fight to get those things and to better yourself there. And everyone can do this. This isn't reserved for 
certain income levels or certain levels of status. Um, this is for everyone, and there's no excuse now not to build that into your career. That's for sure. Mm. At least get your LinkedIn page right, right? At least do that. <laughs> uh, you know, and I just want to mention because you talked about building your network, and I mm. want to deepen that because the you know leaders in a corporation, you talk about that, and I have the watch it. You know how they build relationships with their employees and how they nurture them and, and bring them along. And I remember talking to you earlier this week, and, and I said, "Well, how do you handle?" you know, a layoff or letting someone go. And you said you're a four strikes and you're out person, not a three strikes <laughs> and you're out. I mean, you know, and that it's a predictable path if someone's not a you know, mission fit for your organization. And I think you want to kind of force yourself to build relationships, really deeper relationships than just that other contact. Like you said, not just to, for some kind of um, quick re reciprocation, but mm. something that's deeper. You follow a leader in your field. You have a conversation. I know even on your podcast, you're reaching out to talented people like myself, of course. But really, <laughs> in in all seriousness, you're reaching out because I bet you you learn a little something and sharpen your skills when you talk to people from different disciplines. And I've heard that from most of the successful entrepreneurs that I've ever talked to and been able to be blessed to, to coach and go through this is that they're, they're open to new ideas. They just, they're always curious. Mm. I think that's important. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm 52 right now and I'm still learning. I, in fact, I, I tell people that I learn, I seem like I know less and less the, the, the older I get and the more I run businesses, I realize I don't know things. And, uh, and it's scary to know that I've been doing this for, you know, 30 years and I'm still learning. And uh, I think we always will be learning. And I think having a curious mindset, being willing to uh, seek out experts and being, you know, teachable, learnable, make, being curious and actually pick up. And, and I think everybody has, uh, everybody brings a unique perspective to a story. And it's just like having a diverse workforce, right, where you're getting all that, uh, you know, that, that interesting background that can bring it bring it to help solve problems in your business. It's the same thing with your life. If you expose yourself to, uh, to experts in all different disciplines, you're going to learn a lot and you're going to become a better leader through it. Who's this? Uh, I couldn't agree with that more. The, you know, one of the interesting things is that uh, a few little career lessons that I found out and now use to coach people is sometimes what you'll find is the people who have the most, that are quote, the most successful in terms of title, status, et cetera. A lot of the, the, those folks are very approachable, are willing to talk, will take time to talk with you. And I think a lot of times when I reach out, I try to reach out to people sometimes who will stretch me beyond my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I think if we get used to that kind of mindset in our career path, even if it's taking a hit right now, that you reach out and try and learn from, connect to, or have a conversation with someone you admire in your field, someone who's done something that you'd like to do. And I think you have to have that kind of innocent, goal-setting, aspirational kind of mindset to, to get through this time. Mm. And if you don't have it, get around people who, are, who have that desire, who haven't like finished learning who haven't said, you know, I'm done reading. The last book I read was in college. I hope I never have to read one again. <laughs> well, at least read something on your phone or do audio books. But, but wow, what a time. And, and I've seen a lot of leaders, John, do more of this outreach right now, giving away insights, ideas, their time. 
And I think I've just, the, the spirit of that right now is a good thing that's coming out of this. So it's time to connect, build a mini friendship, nurture it. And you're right. A lot of the jobs in, in terms of futuristic stuff that I see out there in the employment world are going to come because of word of mouth, mm. referral. And it isn't just going to be, yeah, put it on the job boards, get a thousand applications, sift through them with the applicant tracking system and you know, bring some bodies in here. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be, they're going to be more discerning about who they hire. And, and I think if you build in some of these attitudes that we're talking about in this work ethic and this vision, you're going to have a better chance of getting hired and relationships are key. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Deep Leadership is brought to you by Strikeforce Energy. Strikeforce Energy is a veteran-owned company founded by a Navy SEAL and their products are all made in the USA. Strikeforce Energy is a liquid flavor pack that you can add into any beverage. It has zero calories, zero carbs, and zero sugar. Each pack contains 80 milligrams of caffeine. Strikeforce Energy is offering a discount to all the listeners of Deep Leadership. Go to strikeforceenergy.com and enter the discount code I have the watch, one word, for a 20% discount on every order. Deep Leadership is also brought to you by my Amazon best-selling book, I Have the Watch, Becoming a Leader Worth Following. This book is filled with 23 short stories on how you can become a more effective leader. It's super easy to read and most people finish it in less than two hours. Go to IHaveTheWatch.com and click the large orange button for signed copies. Enter the discount code IHaveTheWatch, one word, at checkout for 20% off your order, and domestic shipping is always free. One thing you touched on, I like that too. You said, as you make connections, don't do it as a transactional thing. And one of the things as a CEO, right, I have a CEO title on LinkedIn. That means it's like a light for every bug out there in the universe, right? So people yeah. are attracted to you as a CEO and they want to they sell, sell that, you yeah. things, right? So they want to sell me things. And that's okay. I'm, I'm, cause I'm, I'm a salesman too, right? I'm trying to sell. So I'm okay with that. But the problem is, is I have so many people want to connect with me because uh, they want to sell me something. And so they say, oh, you know, I noticed your profile and I'd like to connect with you. And you're like, oh, okay. And you connect. And then the first thing is a sales pitch. Like we yeah. provide, you know, pumps for these kind of things. And, you know, what can we do to help you? And I was like, why don't we build a relationship first before you ask, go for the ask? So as you were building relationships with, with leaders or people of influence or, or people you want to learn from, build that relationship. And I like someone once said that you should ever go into every relationship like you want to have that relationship for 30 years. And, uh, and it wouldn't, wouldn't it be different if we did that? Well, it would be different. And it's so hard to suppress that urge to try and here's really why I want to talk to you. But if you can do it and have a civil conversation, ask about some content. I saw, John, that your company was just listed in the Wilson uh, newspaper for uh, building your company in the in an economic opportunity zone. I'd just like to know more about that. Could you would you be willing to spend some time and talk to us about mm what you've done in North Carolina to do that. And you know, I, you know I've asked you that question. And you know what you did? You said, why don't you invite some of your folks up to, to see what we're doing? And that would have taken, we're going to take you up on that, by the way. <laughs> that would have taken you time away from your business, time away from your uh, 
your people, so to speak, but you're proud of your company, you would be willing to do it. And it would expose a lot of my clients to these new ideas and new opportunities. And who knows? That's if that insight and information could could say to one of those folks, wow, there could be opportunities in these economic zones that I wasn't aware of. And mm-hmm. I bet some of those companies that are growing there are hiring. Mm-hmm. And then, by the way, if you were, what a great place that they've been, they've visited, they've checked out, and they're, I think, more ready to network with you. Mm-hmm. You've just got to have that curiosity and go keep chasing wisdom and information. And, and that's probably going to be even more the key to getting hired and staying employed mm-hmm. in up and down crisis or non-crisis times. I agree. That's great. So let's switch gears a little bit. Um, I have a lot of listeners who are veterans. Um, and so they have a military background. You have a military background as well. Um, so a couple of questions. One is, you know, what makes veterans such a good hire, especially in times of volatility, uncertainty, complexity, ambiguity? Why uh, should uh, hiring managers be looking for veterans? And how can veterans uh, present themselves properly to be able to be attracted to, you know, or attractive to corporate America. Wow, that just we that is a whole podcast right there. <laughs> but real, real quickly, most veterans uh, that are coming out didn't get in the military to be famous or to right. get rich, and I'm not saying those are bad desires because. You know, there's a whole lot of people that, that they're pretty focused on that and they built big companies and, you know, great for them. But they, they did to serve a higher purpose, whatever that was in their mind. They did it because they believed in this crazy concept of America. They did it because, I don't know, they'd want to get on a submarine and travel around in dangerous waters like you did. And, or they did it because, you know, they wanted to pay for school or have a GI Bill or whatever it is. But, you know, that desire to serve, I think, is the spirit you need in your company. And, of course, you talk a lot about it in your books. But I, I just think that they're usually drug-free. They've been, had to, they've been under a lot of pressure in different situations. They've had to not just multitask, but train in different expertise, expertises and roles. Um, they didn't just go out to be an infantryman or whatever, and learn how to put together a M16 and take it apart. They've had to lead others. They've had to work in diverse work cultures. And they've had to get along with people from every walk of life. Uh, and they've probably had international exposure and experience. So, boy, you, can, you, you can't go, go wrong with having that kind of mindset in your company. Yeah, I agree. I, I hire a lot of veterans, so I figured I would tee up one easy for you because I know yeah. you you really have talked about that a lot and um, have really helped a lot of veterans in their transition. So, well, and, and you know, sometimes veterans, you know, they hear a lot of slogans out there that you should hire a veteran and do this. And I think making your company attractive to veterans and 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 let and veterans need to you know in some ways do a better job of asking questions, being curious too. Sometimes they're coming out, you know, and they have a little chip in their shoulder, like, you know, I don't want to have to go through this and get hired. And and we've got to have that dialogue, but because you know how a lot of times the people who have hired veterans, John, it's like, you know, you don't have to show up a half hour early early for work. (laughs) You're not going to have a problem (laughs) usually. It's like, you can come in about five or 10 minutes before or something like that. So a lot of them just 
man, they can't wait to get out there and serve again. And, and if you create that culture in your company and team dynamic, they'll love it. You'll love it. And, and they'll really want to bring people together. No, that's good. That's excellent. Thank you. Let's uh, talk a little bit about, um, you work with a lot of different uh, businesses and you see a lot of leaders. You're really well connected. Um, you have a lot of resources. So maybe, um, are, have you seen some leaders that have done a really good job managing their companies during this time? And then, um, you know, or, or maybe, you know, some examples of what they should be doing or what have you seen that's working? Well, I, I right before this, uh, pandemic, I wrote and published an article in Forbes. I think it's something like a, a modest CEO proposal. And mm. it was it was just about, essentially, it wasn't about the government imposing reasons why you should share your wealth or share your knowledge or share, you know, your great income. If not just all CEOs don't make immense amounts of money, as you know, when you fight for a business and it's small. But if you have great wealth and great resources, you know, I think it's kind of your duty to, to not necessarily just reward people and, you know, have a socialistic company necessary, but, you know, bring them closer. So I've been a magnet during this time, John, for, for companies that have done and CEOs, especially have done a great job of giving back to their employees to Mm. not only, not just if possible, furlough them, but pay them, uh, a, a wage, you know, I've, I've heard from, uh, you know, who is the, the, the Duke recruit down in Atlanta. I mean, uh, the, the CEO of, I don't want to start naming restaurants, but you know, they've one guy I heard on the radio, uh, had a windfall in the stock market when it went down, he invested, it went way up. He made $1.6 million. He said, boy, that was a good feeling. He said, but you know what a better feeling was? I, the 300 people or whatever it is company, he just chopped it up and he gave, he just gave that back to them, which I think it ended up being about $9,000 per person. And he was interviewed on TV and it wasn't just for PR. He was just like, wow, I, this was a windfall. I wasn't expecting it. I'm giving it back. Mm. So if you, you know, you know, being a servant leader is the key. And, you know, part of that is, not just giving away money, but, you know, just looking out for people at this tough time. And I think that is on display like never before. And I think Mm. the companies that have had that mindset are going to have the most loyal workforce. You're going to attract talent that you can't believe. And I think you've got the best chance to grow coming out of this. Those who have hoarded and tried to keep it for themselves and, you know, gotten rid of people just to make that next quarterly bottom line and their stock rise you know, maybe they'll keep succeeding, but I think that word's going to get out. So Mm -hmm. what an extraordinary time if you're blessed to share that blessing with others and to have that mindset. Mm, I like that. I know, you know, when I talk about I have the watch, what I'm talking about is in the Navy, when we had the watch, we were responsible for both the mission and the people. uh, And we tend to sometimes as leaders focus on the mission when the crisis happens and we forget about the people. Or there are some cases where we focus on people and we forget the mission and that's not good either. So I think the best leaders, as you're pointing out, are focusing on the mission and the people. You know, how can you manage both and uh, and doing that in, a, in an effective way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I didn't want to, for the, the Duke fans out there, it's, you know, Zion down there and Mark Cuban and you know, the mm. Texas Roadhouse guy and 
you know, it's just, there's so many stories right now about, you know, good things that are happening with companies and, and sharing and helping someone out and doing the extra and, and not having to have a, a undercover boss <laughs> kind of moment to do this stuff. This is the undercover boss moment. Hope people are suffering in a lot of cases. And if possible, you can build that esprit de corps right now. I think you're going to have a comeback like you've never seen for a lot of businesses. No, that's great. Excellent. So let me ask this question. I've been asking it to all my guests. Uh, in your opinion, what are some characteristics of a great leader? <laughs> oh, man. You know, John, I just almost, well, I got your book right here next to me. I just, oh, good. Uh, Let's see. Uh, that, 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 page you know, page five. I think it's... Uh, I think you've got to be a great orchestra director. You don't have to be everything to everyone, but I think if you if you know how to get the best out of the violin section and the trumpet section and and the and the oboes and and so on, but I think it's really knowing people's strengths and helping them. You know, I'm a big believer in helping people find those strengths, build toward those, and not try to get people who may not be destined to be in certain roles to be good enough in those roles. I mean, you know, I think that having that kind of mindset where you are the orchestra director, you're trying to get the best out of your people. And, you know, that comes with the things that you talk about, you know, innovation, creativity. Uh, I, and I think that if you, if you, you attract to you who you are, not necessarily what you want. And I think leaders who know that, know that showing compassion, showing innovative mindset, rewarding people for finding new ways to do things that mm. are better ways to do things and not just giving that to the people with titles and so on. I think that's going to create the kind of atmosphere you want in a company. So, you know, I'm just, I'm, you know, big on those concepts. And I, I would say, you know, again, I want to turn to your book on, on that subject, but I think at the end of the day too, you know, when that leader goes home and I think the, the ones that I've talked to say, you know, I sleep well at night because I did the right thing. I helped my folks. You know, we're building something more than just, you know, a widget factory or whatever. There's something important to this and it has to do at the end of the day with our clients, our stakeholders and, and our people and take care of your own people first. Put on your own mask first, as you talk about. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to be a lot better for that whole organization. Oh, that's great. That's really powerful. Well, that's great. So how, uh, John, how can people connect with you and find out more about CareerPro, your company, what you do? Appreciate that. Uh, they can go to careerproinc.com, C-A-R-E-E-R-P-R-O-I-N-C.com. But check out some of our podcasts and some of my articles on our website. And, you know, if there's a question or you can like or follow us, that's great. But just any way we can be of an encouragement to you, we we will be. And we look forward to any conversations that we have with companies that are doing outplacement, people in a serious transition that need uh, great, compassionate and caring, high touch help. You know, that's what we're all about. So, yeah, connect with us at Career Pro Inc. on Twitter. And, you know, of course, we're all on LinkedIn, aren't we, these days? Mm -hmm. So, uh, John, it's just uh, just a pleasure to talk to you. I've I've learned from you and I continue to learn. And like you said before, it's like. I think the longer you get in your career and the older you get, the more humble you are about realizing that if someone calls you an expert, are you really, you know, you really <laughs> feel like you're almost just beginning the journey. And I think 
that's what I love about having conversations with people that who stretch me and encourage me and, and you do that. And I thank you for this time. Oh, I thank you, John. Thank you. And and your insight is very helpful and uh, especially in these uh, tough times. And, you know, leaders, as you listen through this, and I don't know where you're at with your career, but all of this is valuable advice uh, that you just got from John and in terms of, you know, building up your network, having those connections, working on yourself personally, learning, you know, and continuing to make yourself better. Like I like what he talked about is um, being entrepreneurial. Make sure you have some other uh, income streams so that you're not just, you know, f- all, you know, just have one source of income in your your current job. Make sure you're working on personal branding. All these things, because I think what COVID showed us all is that um, things can change quickly overnight, and your comfort zone can be quickly removed. And I think we all have to be prepared, regardless of where we're at in our career that it may, you know, change tomorrow and we have to make sure that we're prepared, right? You're right. And you can only control a couple of things yourself is your your actions and your attitude. And that's mm. that's tough enough. So if you work on that, like you said, get that mask on, I think people are going to be better. But thanks for the opportunity to address your your audience, John. Okay. Thanks a lot, John. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care.